Hello and welcome to Soundwaves, the official podcast of the Ellen MacArthur Cancer Trust. It's been a little while since we've done one of these, so we thought ending 2023 with a couple of special episodes would be a nice way to round out the year. You might have seen on our socials lately, or you might have received an email about it, that Ellen MacArthur, our patron and founder, recently met up with a young woman called Maxine, who was part of the first ever Ellen MacArthur Cancer Trust sailing adventure 20 years ago in 2003. She was just 10 at the time back then, and now she's met up with Ellen ahead of her 31st birthday. There's a four-minute video of this emotional reunion on our YouTube channel with photos from over the years, but what you're about to hear is a longer version of their conversation, which we've done very minimal tidying on, so it hopefully flows quite nicely. To give you an idea of what goes on behind the curtain here, we did have things in mind for Ellen to ask Maxine about, but when they sat down together, Ellen just said, we'll, we'll wing it, I just want to chat. So this really is an unfiltered and unscripted chat. It's really wonderful to hear Maxine talk about the impact of a sailing adventure 20 years ago and how it's shaped her life ever since and the difference it made then and now. We talk a lot at the Ellen MacArthur Cancer Trust about believing in a brighter future and Maxine is proof of that. Her story is the longest example of the time between being supported by the Trust 20 years ago and the present moment, 20 years later. And her present moment is what you're about to hear. Also, Maxine had never heard the story of how and why the trust was set up in the first place. So Ellen takes us back in time to where it all began too. This conversation was recorded outside in London on a rainy day. So please enjoy the city's lovely ambience. I think it's really special though to consider how the things we can do to support young people living through and beyond cancer now, today, can change the years and decades ahead of them. As Ellen says in this conversation, this, this connection, this community, Maxine's life as a 30-year-old, that is what this is all about. I still look back at that photograph. You know the photograph of us all with Kim I think and I Martin? When I had, I think I had a moustache on my forehead. <laughs> and that, Always fun and games. That epitomises, even now, everything that we do now with the Trust. For me, that photograph absolutely epitomises what it's all about. It was just, it was the coolest time. Yeah. It really was. It was, it was that, that transformational few days where I don't think I've laughed so much yeah. since. <laughs> absolutely. What are your memories of it? What do you, what, what's the, do you have a, a moment? A moment. I from mean, the first one? From the first one. I mean, for me, it was transformational. I know, you know, when we, when we pulled up, my mum dropped me off. I was, I don't even think reluctant covered it. By that point, I was so codependent with my mum. I had, was so attached to her um, and I really didn't want to go. Mm. I was terrified to leave her, but she knew it would be good for me and she pushed me to go. And I think we separated in tears. Mm. I remember, um, I was there <laughs> yeah. and I remember thinking, are we really doing the right thing? Yeah. Because you were also still pretty poorly. You know, you weren't yeah. kind of over and through. I was still you were... in treatment, I believe. Um, just taking a break, I think. Um, but it was the best decision she could have made for me. Mm. Like, re- without a doubt. I remember you say that you were codependent on her, but as someone slightly older and not in your position, I could see how hard that was for her as mm. well. Because although she knew it was the right thing, clearly, and she, off you go, you could see how hard that was for her yeah. and that, that, I, that struck me 
I'm sure she must have been thinking what you were thinking, am I doing the right thing? Mm. Is this what's really going to be mm. best for her? Um, or is she going to have a distressed few days? Mm. Um, then what happened? Then what happened? Um, I met the people working with the trust. I met the other trip attendees, the other kids. Um, magic happened, really. I don't even know how to explain it. It was an atmosphere of enjoyment and fun, which was just so lacking in my life. I was in such a depressed state, really. Mm. Um, and all of a sudden, there was just joy brought back into my life. Um, what I remember is that when you arrived, you were so fearful of doing anything. Mm. You know, you were, you were, it almost seemed as if you felt brittle. Yeah. You know, because you'd been through, well, you'd had a horrific operation. I'll never forget you telling me about the operation on that trip. You know, it was, you'd been through an enormous amount. But as the days went by, you became, well, you weren't brittle anymore. And yeah. it, was, it was about what you could do. And physically, not just mentally, but I saw a physical transformation in you yeah. from that first day to the end. I would agree. I remember, you know, very tentatively trying to climb onto the boat and that kind of, um, you know, fading away as the trip progressed, just being much more confident in my body. It's funny, I don't remember even speaking about my surgery at all. I have memories of, you know, taking pictures, making lasagna, sitting with my feet dangling over the boat. I don't, <laughs> I don't remember speaking about my surgery at all. Um, yeah, it's just all the good memories there. But it was matter of fact when you said it. I can imagine. It was just, this is what's happened. Yeah. And now we're doing this. It wasn't a moment, it wasn't a moment moment, but mm. I remember it because I can't imagine that. You know, you'd been through something I couldn't imagine. And yeah. it's, as, as, you know, seeing you and what you'd been through and who you were was for me, you know, your, the memory of you on that trip remains one of the most vibrant of all the trust trips I've ever been on because it was so early and it was so profound and I saw everything. You know, I was there from the moment your mum dropped you off to the moment your mum picked yeah. you up and it really, I was, for me it was, I, I saw that transformation. It was, it, it summed up everything the trust is about. It really did because you could see it. It was yeah. palpable. And I think as a child you don't necessarily recognise it immediately. It's something you look back on and think you're, that is the right word, profound. It was a profound transformation. Um, and it's almost, I don't know if I can, you know, quantify how it's impacted my life now, but there's no doubt that it has. Um, otherwise, I would have remained anxious and afraid and mm. just a shell of myself, really. Mm. I personally felt it was wonderful that you came back for other trips and we had that chance to touch oh, base yeah. again because you know, I could see an enormous change in you as you, know, as you came back for the other events. Yeah. And it was really nice to, to kind of reconnect. It's why it's so nice today, actually, because it's been ages. But it's, it's been so long. It's been a long time, but it's, it's great to, you know, to come back in and, and talk about these things. Yeah, it really is. I mean, I was eager to go on the next trip as soon as possible. Um, I think I went on the one the following year, if I remember rightly, um, and then a few after that as well. Yeah, and it was something I was always keen to do. It was only ever something I remembered as being something positive and make lifelong friends, really. Mm. Are, you in, are you still in touch with some of the young people who were on that first yeah. trip? Yeah, a couple of people. Um, there's one girl, it actually turned out that she and I grew up on the same street. She moved out when she was five, but we actually grew up on the same street. 
which was just mind-blowing. That's incredible. Um, and yeah, we've been to each other's birthdays, like well into our 20s. Mm. So yeah, it really is lifelong friendships that you make. I can't believe you're over 30. Yeah, Maxine, for me, <laughs> is a lot younger than that. It makes me feel really, oh really, really old. It's really flown by. It's really yeah. flown by. Yeah, it's, it's funny, isn't it? It seems like yesterday. It really, it really feels like yesterday. But then when I think back to everything the Trust has done since and all those other transformational moments, then you can put it into perspective because yeah. it's, you know, it's, it's thousands of young people who've been through that same mm -hmm. transformation. Yeah, which the is, Trust has grown so much. Mm. How many trips do you do now a year? Oh, I, I wouldn't even know. 600, over 600 young people this year. Oh, my goodness. You know, with our North and South base and our return to Sale. Oh, my goodness. And, but 600 transformations. Yeah. That's amazing. It's, it's, it's incredible. And, you know, and some of those are return to sales as well. And I've had those same experiences of meeting a young person on that first trip. And then they come back again and they come mm. back again. And you, then they become adult volunteers. So you know, suddenly there's someone who you, know, you meet as a young person. Yeah. who is, And that's really interesting because you know, when you came, the volunteers were, were nurses or sailors or you know, skippers. Yeah, that's what I remember. Yeah. And, <laughs> but now we've come so far most of the volunteers now are young people who sailed with the trust as a as a young person mm -hmm. but are now you know young adults or adults some you know your age who come back as volunteers and what's really helpful is you know young people who are going through cancer treatment they meet other young people as you did who are going through cancer treatment but what they don't meet is adults who had cancer as a child yeah and that's really profound because you know, do you remember dan monk i do yep, dan. i do Everyone remembers Dan. Yeah. <laughs> you know, to have Dan skippering the boat and... and skippering, wow. And has wow. done for many years. That's amazing. Yeah, he's enormous, yeah, massive, not little Dan. I mean, he's... Yeah. yeah. But he's, you know, he's... It's, it's so nice to have that. That's, you know, I, I, I know, you know, and he can yeah. absolutely... I could never say I know how you felt, but he absolutely can, and that's really... Yeah, it's really so important, because you're right, you don't really get that interaction too often. No. People, adults, they try and sympathise with you. But there is that kind of, you know, you, you have no idea how I'm feeling, you don't know what this is. Mm. So to be around adults who have been through that, who do know what you're feeling and have come out the other side, mm. must be something really special. Mm. And it's, it works both ways. Because there's almost this, that, you know, for those that have been through it, they, they can see the opportunity, you know, they can see the, they've been yeah. there, they know it's hard, but they've, you know, they understand that journey. So they're quite excited for that young person because they know what's out there. Yeah. And for the young person, they can see what's out there because they, they can see that person and talk to that person and most importantly, identify with that person. Yeah. But we still have uh, lots of water fights. Good. That's still, that's Good. right up there on that the- That is a top tier memory for sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. my goodness. Just... And that, that, it's funny you, you say you remember making lasagna because that's, I think that is an important part of the trips because you live on the boat, the boat becomes mm -hmm. your little home. Yeah. And you, you know, you cook and you clean and for many young people that, that you've been kind of almost divorced from that because you're in that sterile hospital environment yeah. and you're kind of, everything's kind of catered for and, but that's not real life. Yeah. It's kind of, it's transitionary. But to get stuck back into that and do those normal things, sometimes yeah. they seem irrelevant, but they're not. Not at all. Actually. And it was, like you said, it's an important part, like even, you know, down to the cleaning, it's nice to feel as though you're capable of doing things because mm. you can feel so, I don't want to use the word useless, but you can feel as though you're not able to do anything really. Mm. So it's nice mm. to get stuck in and be able to contribute and feel like you're learning something new. Um, but yeah, for some reason, making lasagna really sticks out in my <laughs> mind. <laughs> and I remember going in for a second helping, which at the time, 
was you know, not something I was used to doing. Like my appetite was you know, nearly non-existent. Mm. And so it really sticks in my memory that I had a second helping of lasagna on the trip. <laughs> the weird things that you remember. Mm. I think that for me, the most memorable moment of that trip, the, the photo that sums it up is that photograph of, of us all being stupid, which is just, I, I, I love it. I still love it. I can't see it without making me smile. But the most memorable moment for me is you meeting your mum after the trip. That was, that was proper. Yeah. That was really, that made everything worthwhile. That, that, it, 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 no, because as you say, was it the right thing? When you joined, it was, are we doing the right thing? And obviously you had a wonderful time and everyone on board had a wonderful time, but seeing that mm. was, was really, really it emotional. It must have been such a relief for my mum to see mm. me leaving, like approaching her with a smile, mm. that's, laughing. That's what I saw. And that's why it was so profound. It was, yeah. it was her. I mean, you were happy, but I knew that because I'd, yeah. I'd witnessed it. But she hadn't. And kind of to see that reconnect was, was really, really... It must have been a sigh of relief. Mm. Yeah. It was really special. I felt very privileged to see that, actually, because it, it was a thing. It was a real moment. Yeah, and then to see you come back again, and then come back <laughs> and again, again, and again. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's wonderful. With no more doubt from my mum whether I'm going to be OK or have a good time. Mm. Mm. Yeah. And, and also, I think, with many young people, when you're going through treatment, your whole life's that treatment. And there's actually, it's not there's not much to talk about outside treatment, but it's everyone focuses on it. You know, often I've spoken to, you know, mums or dads or parents and when they see their friends, everyone says, you know, how's it going? And mm. everything's about the treatment. Actually, there's a lot of life that's kind of outside of that. And I think what's nice with the trips is those young people, they go on the trip and suddenly, you know, they come home with all these stories yeah. and everything's happened and they're desperate to tell it, you know, yeah. to say, and this, and this, and this, and this. And it's, it's almost like it's, it adds a layer of, of, yeah. of stuff. It kind of gives you a back back a bit of your personality mm. because for me school was on pause as well so yeah. my whole life was really just treatment and that was it mm. um, you're right there was nothing else to talk about um, so to go on a trip and have this entirely new experience be learning all new kinds of things and then be able to share that you know there was another layer to my life that wasn't about cancer mm. it was about silliness and fun mm. well, do you, I don't know do you remember me saying telling this story do you know do you know about the French sure. charity and how the trust came about. I don't think so. So I was, um, I was invited to buy, there was a, a girl who was the first person that we ever employed for my sailing project. She was um, from France. It was 1998 and her brother, Antoine, had had leukemia. Mm -hmm. And he was involved with a charity in France called A Chacun Son Cap, which did basically what we do. They did events for young people. Um, and I met Antoine and he said, would I go along on one of these sailing trips? This was just before I went around the world the first time. And I said, yeah, sure, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll go. And I remember travelling, it was Brest in France. I remember travelling down there feeling really nervous. And suddenly you realise, oh, well, I've never really worked with young people before. Mm -hmm. My French is terrible. And these are young people who've been through something I don't understand. And I, I was petrified, actually. I kind of got to the boats and thought, what am I going to say? And within five minutes of setting foot on that boat, I was laughing more than I'd laughed in years. It was exactly that magic yeah. you described. It was amazing. And I remember thinking this, and, and I was transformed into this completely different world. I forgot about everything I was doing. I was just on, in the moment, on the boat, just having the most amazing time, utterly inspired by the young people who I'd met. And I actually, as a result of that, kept in touch with Ashok on Son Cap. And before I went around the world that winter, I actually went to hospitals around Paris and met young people in hospital who were going through treatment. And they followed me when I went around the world and we had a big competition to design a boat. We had some kind of model 
boats made of the kingfisher I was going around the world and all the young people in hospital were all decorating oh, wow. them when we had a competition. And the most amazing moment was at the finish of the round the world. Um, I you know, obviously finished the race and it was utter chaos and there were thousands of people there and the, 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 the last thing I did that night was I went onto a coach and the coach was full of young people who'd come from Strasbourg Hospital, from the hospital, with the doctors and nurses. They were still in treatment. They were in the middle of treatment, you know, with lines in and, and, they, came, and they came out on a boat to see the finish, oh, wow. which I didn't know. And then I was told, and I said, you know, I want to go and see these young people before the... So the boss was waiting for me that to run on. And it was amazing. It was absolutely amazing. Oh, and wow. I had a plaque with a hundred of their names on that I took around the world with me, you know, right, right where I sat. And I communicated with them from the sea. Um, you know, when I was out in the middle of the ocean, I'd be sending messages to the hospital. And it was a big part of that for me. That's so, really special. And that was pre-trust. There wasn't I, the thought to create the trust here mm -hmm. hadn't kind of... I was, you know, full in the round the world mode, and then it made sense that, that nothing like that exists in the UK, and, and it should. Yeah. yeah hence, hence the Animal wow. Health Cancer Trust was born. Yeah, I think that's the first All time I've heard ago. that story. Mm. That's fantastic. There's a profound moment. I'm probably not going to tell you either, but <laughs> about what it was about those young people. Are you are you up for it? Yeah. 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 There was yeah. a moment. It's going to set me off. There was one moment in the round the world where I was. Um, right at the bottom of the Southern Ocean. So I was 60 miles um, to the north of the, no, actually closer. I was to, to the north of the Kegelan Islands mm -hmm. um, and the water was getting shallower. I wasn't about to hit anything, but the waves get really big when the water gets shallow, a bit like a beach. Um, and I had something go wrong on the boat and the boat lay flat in the water and broke some of the battens up the sail. And it was basically horrendous. And the wind was getting stronger and stronger. And when the battens broke, one of them stuck halfway up the mast which meant I couldn't get the sail down. And obviously when the wind gets stronger, the sail has to come down, otherwise the boat gets wrecked. And, uh, and so I had to climb the mast in far too much wind um, to get, in order to, to be able to get the sail down. It was really dangerous. And I got halfway up the mast to pull the batten out and I realized the piece of equipment I could get down safely with wasn't with me. And so I had to physically detach myself from the mast, climb down and then reattach this piece of equipment. And I, just after leaving the spreaders, I dropped it and it was hanging beneath me. And I was holding on with one arm, literally hammering into the mast because it was really, really rough. And the one thought in my head was those kids. That was it. It wasn't my parents, it wasn't my family. I thought, I absolutely cannot mess this up because they are following me. And, and, that, and, it's, and that, it was then, really, you know, the, the fact. Yeah. And it, that, I can still remember that moment. I can still remember the image in my head. And, uh, and it, it showed how important that was to me. Yeah, yeah, that and, sounds um, like an intensely profound moment. And I made Terrifying. it home. Terrifying. And I made it home. Yeah. So it had the, it had the right effect. <laughs> yeah. Oh so it was an interesting journey to the trust in its own right for me, seeing that you know, in another country. And, and I always used to be interviewed you know, at the end of the round the world. And often the question is, God, you know, you're so brave going off doing that. And I, was, I used to say, no, I'm not brave. Because you're brave when you go through, through something that you don't choose, not something you do. And I always gave the example of those young people from the Cancer Trust. In, in, in France, and so you know they go through, through something they don't choose. That's brave, and I still think it is. It yeah, was I was trying to think back to how I came across the trip, and I'm pretty sure it was at Great Ormond Street Hospital. Yeah. Um, we were in the nurse's office, and I think there was a flyer up or a poster up mm. about a sailing trip, and it was either my mum or myself expressed an interest in it. And then it all came about from there, really. 
Mm. It's just something we happen to see up on the wall. Oh, that. Yeah. Yeah. And the rest is history. Because it was the first time. We didn't really yeah. have the same relationship. That were nowhere near the relationships that we have with the hospitals. It was right at the beginning, so it was, it was Great Ormond Street. That's what it was. Mm -hmm. You know, we'll start there and yeah, amazing. Yeah. All those years ago. It's good. A couple of decades. It's a good thing. <laughs> it's a good thing. It it's is. a really, really good thing. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, still lots of smiles. Good. It does good. It just feel? It does just feel just the same. It's great. Yeah. It's really That's good. Wonderful to hear. Yeah, it's really good. I did around the island race this year with a whole group of young people and I mean, amazing, absolutely amazing. And last year, yeah. There you get proper chat time and it tends to be the young people who've, um, they're, they're older, mm -hmm. not, not always, but, um, and they've sailed with the trust a, a few times. And, yeah. and uh, you have some really interesting conversations, you know, proper, because on the first trips with the, with the younger people, it's a bit like you and your mum, you know, you're, it, you're, as people grow up, they kind of, they can reflect yes. differently and I, and I, it's really interesting to have those conversations with someone who had cancer, maybe as a child and is now older, or had it as they were, you know, when they were older, because we work with 18 to 24 oh, as well, okay. so you know, that's the second bracket. Because yeah. there you're, an ad you're technically an adult, but mm -hmm. you're not often treated, well, not less so now, but you know, when we started treating an award with, you know, elderly people predominantly, and that's brutal. Mm. It's a different, you know, different challenges. Yeah, mm. completely different. Mm. It affects you so differently at the different stages of life. Mm. Mm. When you're 18 to 24, you're just stepping into adulthood, mm. and then all of a sudden, there's this huge hurdle. Mm. There's no, not yet. Mm. Mm. You have to fight this battle first. And you meet less people going through it, as well, because you're, it's, you know, it's not the, the, the children's ward yeah. or the, you know, it's you kind of, yeah, yeah. But yeah, teenage cancer trust on loads, you know, in that space for, yeah. you know, different treatment and, and for, yeah, yeah, to kind of help. Yeah, yeah. Does it all seem a long time ago for you? It does. Is it weird talking about it? Because I was a bit worried, you know. It's not. I mean, I think in the same way I did on that first trip, I still speak about it quite matter-of-factly. Yeah. I yeah. think that's been my way of processing it. Yeah. It's something that's almost compartmentalised for me. Mm. Not something that I avoid thinking about or have an issue thinking about. Mm. It's just, it feels like a separate that, part of my life. Yeah, yeah. As though, you know, I had those nine years there was a little a gap, <laughs> and then life began again almost. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's not something I, I dislike talking about at all. Mm. I'm, I can be quite open about it, mm. but in a very matter of fact way. Mm. Mm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think it'll probably always be like that for me. Yeah, that's good. What's well, your way of dealing with it? Yeah, everybody's different, and that's yeah. Yeah, you, you're. You, I can see also you. You kind of. It almost felt like the first step happened on that trip. You're almost like, there we go. Yeah. Absolutely. Like I'm stuck here and actually, no, I'm going here now. It's almost yeah. like stepping out or forward or I don't know. Because yeah. your treatment hadn't finished. It kind either. of gave me that hope that there, there is life after cancer. Mm. There is still fun to be had. There is still mm. enjoyment to be had. Mm. This isn't just the going to be my world forever. Mm. You know, there's still good it's times okay. to be had, really. I remember the, we, um, do you remember we were on the river? In, it, was, it might have been your second trip when we went to the pub. We were all in the air, by the pub on the river Medina, and someone took a picture of you on my back, and we did it. We were doing like piggyback races and stuff. I remember that. And I've got that photo. <laughs> it's, I've got a box with all my stuff in the loft, but I've got, it's been a really, really busy time at the moment, and I was trying to dig it out before I came. And I said, but I absolutely yeah. have it, and I've still got the one I had on the boat. You know, I had a picture of you on the boat, all the way around the world. That it, it was right there. The selfie picture. Yeah, with, one. yeah, with a hat on. <laughs> yeah, that was on the yeah. That sat on my chart table all the way around on the time run. Oh. Mm. 
was me and my dog, you, my family. I think that was it. So that blew me away. I think my granddad tells that story to absolutely everyone he can. Good. <laughs> everyone and their neighbour and their mother. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. I mean, yeah. you had a really big impact on me. And you know that bravery point? Well, you know, that was, that was you. It really was. And, it, and yeah, so there you go. You affected my life too. Works both ways. It does. It's funny life. It is. But it's good. It's a good thing. It's a really good thing. Thank you. I feel like your welcome isn't right. <laughs> it's funny, as a child, you don't imagine you could you know, impact anybody's life. You're just you're existing, mm -hmm. doing what you're doing. Mm. Um, but you do. Yeah, it's something you realise as you get older. Mm. You really do, yeah. Often th things happen that you don't see. Mm. Mm. But yeah, and most of what happens actually you don't see, you're not aware of. You know, just, yeah. it's a repercussion that's kind of outside your sphere. But yeah, some of those are quite profound. That's it for this week. Thank you for spending some time with us, with Ellen and Maxine, and for supporting the Ellen MacArthur Cancer Trust this way. We are really glad to have you on board. We'll be back next week with another special episode, so I'll meet you back here then. How does that sound? Till then, take care. <laughs>